What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, this is the long-awaited episode that I was teasing the last few episodes. We've been trying to do this for a few weeks, and we're finally making it happen today. We both have a day off, and by we, I mean my lovely wife. Yes, welcome Nola back to the show. Hey everybody, how y'all been? I'm sorry I've been gone so long. That's okay, you've actually been working, so... I I have been working. I've had to go to a retail job during this whole panini and trying to... During the sandwich? Yeah, during the sandwich, (laughs) during the panorama. Um, Oh, that girl group from England? (laughs) No, that's Bananarama. Ah, see, okay. We're warmed up now, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> nice. Okay, so yeah, we're here to talk about concerts we've been to recently. We've actually been to concerts recently. <laughs> yeah, because we're from Texas, y'all. Yeah, everything's open up. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, it's uh, it's great, yet frightening at the same time, but we'll get into all that here. Um, so, I promised this would be the Hella Mega Tour special. We're going to kind of extend it into some bonus tracks, because we've been to some other shows since then as well. So we figured we'd make this kind of one of our regular scene episodes or whatever you want to call it. We were there. I think we were there. That's what it's called. It's been a while. It, it has been a while. So, and hopefully more to come. Uh, yeah, if, if you miss concerts, uh, get the vaccination. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. Or I guess have shitty governors. I don't know. I'm not sure how well, this works. I mean, but <laughs> if you can't get your vaccine, you have to have your negative COVID test. Um, regardless, wear your mask, be safe, keep washing your hands. Um, just don't be a dick to people. Yeah, that's the most important thing. I mean, I don't know if you have the same experience that I do going on to Facebook and just, not just including Nola here, but everybody else listening out there. Man, you can't go to a show announcement for any Facebook page, for any venue, without that issue coming up. And here's the deal, guys. This is my little public service announcement without trying to be a preachy dick about it. If you go to buy tickets now instead of just being a looky-loo about it, like go to the actual site of the actual venue and or Ticketmaster, I guess, Live Nation, what have you. But they actually have a thing now that tells you whether or not it's a mask-required event and or if you need uh, you know, to bring your card with you, your papers, what have you. It's all there now on the website, so no need to ask on Facebook and be a dick. You're obviously asking now just so you can be a dick. 
I mean, it's kind of the same thing that venues have always done with women and bags. Like, NFL enacted that clear bag policy. Yep. Other places are doing that now. Um, you know, you can't take your knife into the show. You can't take your guns into the show. Um, so, I mean, just wear your fucking mask. And if you, if you want to go to a concert, just wear your fucking mask and follow the rules because you guys are already doing it anyway. And yeah. I'll I, have shouldn't, a... I shouldn't be yelling at our fan base. Well, no, your fan no, base, yeah. sorry. I'm, yeah, friends. Just, yeah. just insert myself into, no, into that. And but, you know... Um, by the way... If, if your friends are giving you shit about places that are requiring stuff like that, um, just... Tell them it's real. Yeah. I was like, first of all, tell them it's real. But second <laughs> of all, send them over to us and I'll yell at them for you. Yeah. Because, God damn it, if we don't love policing women's bodies and... <laughs> other yeah. other things so yeah. just fucking just follow the rules god yeah. damn it just wash your hands and i got a little <laughs> anecdote about that to continue on later when we get to a different concert not this one but others believe it or not uh if you want a mask hack i've, I've literally saw a ton of them recently so let's get into our first show of this particular episode the long-awaited hella mega tour review uh, I promise I'll buy you that shirt soon. The the, the souvenir yep. shirt has still not been purchased. I bought an interrupter shirt. Uh, it had a cool 21 number on the back. It was like a baseball shirt, a little raglan, which I'm huge on raglans. Uh, not size-wise, but I, I'm just a big fan of them. <laughs> but, man, waiting in line for shirts there was ridiculous. There was a line that was going on the entire show. I'm not even kidding about that. You know, I checked like, pretty yeah. much between every act and during acts. Yeah. And the line was like 50 yards long the whole time. It's the first concert that we've had in two years. <laughs> yeah. Like, we want to buy merch. Oh, and, and like, how? And for like, a lot of money. <laughs> ba- bathroom lines, just as normal. Beer lines, a little bit shorter. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit yeah, shorter. Yeah, People were yeah. very excited to see a show. Yeah. Uh, women still need to pee, and it still takes us a long time because we've got, we've got multiple steps. Um, but, yeah, shirt lines... That was crazy. I mean, and there were a decent amount of booths throughout the place and outside and, and inside. Because I had to buy my shirt outside after the show in some, like, the, the very last stand before well, we, we got to the proper parking lot. Well, we also kind of kept hem-hawing on whether or not we were going to spend $40 on a on a concert shirt. Sure, yeah. and you Which know, we're glad to do. We love supporting our artists that way. We love getting t-shirts. We are big. Yeah. Um, and also like to get the shirt with the dates on it at the actual place. Because there's so many bootlegs out there right now. And honestly, I've seen bootlegs of shirts I've been to recently. And they have all the same stuff on it. And they're half price. But it's like they're coming from Thailand and I mean, the Indonesia. shirts are already called coming from thailand in Indonesia, but fair enough but actually the artist doesn't get yeah, the money yeah they had a little box fall off the uh, truck a little box key fall off there so <laughs> but, but the problem was was that we had to buy the shirt there because the interrupters didn't have that shirt on their site yeah which we are huge fans of buying directly from artists directly from their merch stores yeah um so i guess well, this was like a show exclusive that happens and, sometimes. yeah and that's perfectly fine so we yeah. bought the shirt outside yeah. at the merch stand yeah. and we were gonna buy the souvenir shirt with all the bands and dates on it but sold out so well sold out in our size like it was down to like small and extra small thanks guys you're in, you know you're in texas right okay anyway so this was a, a debut venue for both of us uh, as in the first time we'd ever been to Globe Life Field 
so I was very confused going into this whole thing, and I'll be a little brief about this, as brief as I can before we get to the music. If you've heard these shows before, you know we talk a little more than we actually play music, but we still will get to the 10 songs. Double shots coming. Okay, so it's a Globe Life Field for the last year and a half or whatever it was booked. We bought the tickets. Two tic- years. Two years. We bought the tickets Facebook like... Facebook memories. Wh- Thank you. Wow. Two years two ago. Two years. Okay. So we bought these tickets way in advance. Also, we crowdfunded... In a sense, we crowdfunded the Van Weezer vinyl and bought the ticket on top of it, or vice versa. So I thought this was going to be the outdoor Texas Rangers old ballpark in Arlington because I just thought that the corporations come in, they change the name. Because I had heard that the new venue that they were building right next to the old one, old one by saying early 90s. Uh, I realize that's been almost 30 years, but it's still a great field. It's still a great ballpark. It's a really cool ballpark. That being said, it gets really hot in Texas. It's fucking hot. They wanted to build an indoor place. Good. Good for you. Excellent. 72 degrees. Thank you. Yes. It was lovely. Yeah. That's the thing. I had such a nice time. Yeah. So I came, I I was driving up to the venue still thinking we were going to an outdoor show in in the middle of the summer. And I was like, holy hell, this is going to suck. I took like a, a, you know, a sweat rag with me and the whole thing. And we get there, and I'm like, oh, it's at the new venue. Cool. Well, I hope it's still, like, you know, got, like, some sort of AC happening. We hope they close the roof. <laughs> yeah. And they did all that, and, man, it was beautiful nice. in there. Nice venue. That being said, a little scary, since it's the first concert. First, it, it, they said on stage, Green Day said on stage, this was the first. It was the opening night of the tour. Opening night of the tour, first of all. And the largest public gathering in two years. Yes. That's pretty crazy when you think yes. about it. But I guess it really couldn't happen anywhere at this point except for Florida or Texas. So we got the Duke and we got this show. Uh, masks were not required. I, I took one. Uh, we took one. And yes. I was like, I took mine. Yes. Yeah. We, we walked in with it. Basically, once we got into our seats and sat down, we we're like, well, screw it. And we just yeah. took them off. And no one else was wearing them. But uh, also, we we were we were also cognizant of who were like the people around us and yeah. not to judge people based on their looks but Boomers. also excuse me we definitely <coughs> based everyone we like we definitely uh took took a little inventory of who was around us sure yeah if, it, if um, you look like a, a boomer biker then we were probably going to keep our mask on yeah. but thankfully our our area was very youth skewed yes and it was very uh, elder millennial yeah there you uh, go. very um of the message that Green Day and the Interrupters and Weezer, sure, and you can't take that for sending. you can't take that for granted, but because there's tons of exceptions for some reason, which baffles me. Texas Te- and Texas, but also yeah, some people just don't. I mean, you see what's going on out there. There's people that are just now getting mad at Rage Against the Machine. Like I didn't know you guys were lefties. Okay, dude. Like wow, <laughs> that's a legit okay boomer. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, so, anyway. So, granted, so we, we took them in, um, you know, wore them through the crowds. Yeah, when you're going through the crowds, it's the same as, it's, it's the order of the day. Yeah. People, 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 people. Yeah, like, please get away from me. <laughs> yeah. Dude. We didn't lose our groove at all, like, you know, yeah. Nola just, you know, plows through the, the people and then I follow her, you know. That's that's pretty much how it goes half the we, time. Well, it, it's either that or we split our tickets and I'm like, I'll see you at the seat eventually. And then yeah. I'm just kind of off like a bumblebee, weaving <laughs> yeah. through this crowd, yeah. throwing elbows, dipping shoulders. Yeah. So, yeah, for those of you out there, if you've been to a 
let's say big concert since the pandemic started and obviously it's still going on but already the industry reparations as i call it is massively in effect i mean prices are out of control i realize this is a new stadium you got to pay for the coat of paint and whatever wow like crazy ass prices like parking's if, gone up ten dollars oh so does have gone up four dollars yeah, yeah we and we went to like we went to ship parking and still what was it 30 30 i mean all the way back to the six flags exit you know like almost oh, it almost, wasn't that bad i know but it felt like it went wild okay uh, but yeah like it's super funny to me going to a rock and roll show and if you want like to buy like a chicken tender basket combo which means chicken tenders fries and, and a drink you're paying as much for that as you would going out for a nice steak <laughs> that's the reality of things it's so freaking weird it's like it's like we get screwed because we're trapped, you know. Yeah. I hate that so much. Anyway. It's, it's the cost of convenience. <laughs> Isn't it, though? That's why they call it convenience fees, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. And we, we did, like, I guess as much complaining as we're going to, I think, this episode. Just kind of get it out of our systems here. Yeah. I mean, I think we had to rant for a little bit about concerts and people and Texas in general. And Texas. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, for the most part, things have been good. And the concert was really good. Um we went in cautiously optimistic that everyone was going to sound okay and it was going to be okay and we were going to have a good time. I had a, I had a great time. Yeah, it was it was a killer show, and we'll get into more details on that. Let's start off with the opening band of the day, the Interrupters. Good people, good band, and they played eight songs. We're going to play two of those songs, <laughs> just because we're just such fans. And we're going to play you a quarter of the show right now. <laughs> right now, exactly. <laughs> And in order, we're going to do a little twofer here. Do you want to do the um, live versions from Live in Tokyo? You want to go that route? Why not, right? Yeah, let's give the fans a show. Okay, so, yeah, you should check it out. They have a Live in Tokyo from, it's like uh, Sonic Sphere or Sonic Fest or some, one of those cool festivals. Uh, some, they, something that we don't get here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Still busy booking Limp Biscuit after uh, 20 plus years, which is dumb. But yeah, that all being said, uh, I know what song you want to do here. And that's actually the closer on the album, I think. It was the closer of our set for sure. So I want to say it's the closer to the live album. But we'll see what happens here. I'm going to go with Title Holder for nice. my song. So let's kick off this two for... The Interrupters, great people. Go support them. Buy the records. They they have like two studio albums and a live album. Super easy to catch up on them right now. So make that happen. Two or three studios, something like that. Anyway, but yeah, we're gonna start this two for off with title holder, and then we'll close it off with she's kerosene. Enjoy, people. Summer Sonic, for the Interrupters' very first time here, this is beyond anything we could have ever dreamed. Thank you so much, Arigato! We have an album out, it's called Fight the Good Fight. This next song's a fight song, but it's not about fighting each other, it's about fighting depression, addiction, anxiety, PTSD, those sorts of fights. So if you're out there right now fighting the good fight, just know, you're not alone, and this song's for you! Like a title holder, stand like a champion, live like a warrior, and never let them break you down. Fight like a title holder, stand like a champion, live like a warrior, and never let them break you down. We're up against the ropes, but we never choke. 
Yeah. 
enjoyed that people that was the interrupters with a live twofer from live in tokyo the audio strictly from that title holder and she's kerosene all right so going a little bit out of order on the show i thought the booking was really weird uh that being said i guess because of the stage setup and also i'm just old i guess is why weezer came out next but i'm gonna skip ahead to the fallout boy set because uh, number one i kind of want to just get it over with Number two, we'll, and we'll talk about it, uh, but number two, yeah, they had a crazy live setup. I mean, they had like a bunch of crazy stuff going on. I actually got trashed online for posting a photo of the stage, and I said, why does Fallout Boy have a set that Dio would have killed over 20 years ago? Because, you know, I love Dio. He's the man, but like every time I saw him, he was dealing in tapestries. It's like, yeah, it was video, but they had, like, this fire pit going on. It looked like a dungeon half the time. They and also then they... had, like, a ghost house that they climbed up on. Yeah, I'm just like, what the hell? Like Why this... is this more metal than half the metal shows I've seen? Well, as far as the aesthetics go. Yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? But, uh, so, obviously, you can tell by my tone that I went into this with very low expectations. Uh, so, yeah, the, the joke we had during, this is also just shows my age and my uh, ignorance to certain music. Uh, I said, I have low expectations, but I have high hopes for high hopes. Because <laughs> I want to do the, the, if you've seen the cat meme about the high hopes song, then I was like, okay, I can get behind this. In the same way that Nola wanted to hear Shine by Collective Soul, because of Collective Soul Cat. It's all about cat memes, you know. Yeah, it's what the internet's for. Yeah. But, you know, unfortunately, I told Joey, um, High High Hopes is Panic at the Disco, and we are going to see Fallout Boy. Yeah, which, I mean, now that I realize who does what songs, definitely got the better deal with Fallout Boy versus Panic at the Disco. Man, some of their songs are fucking dire, especially their newer songs. It's because there's a lot more panic and a lot less disco going on right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't understand that either. It's like they kind of became Maroon 5 when they came back. But anyway. Oh, oh well, be I, am, nice. Am, am I lying? A little bit. Uh, Maroon 5 well, is Maroon 5 never. Is, Maroon 5 is the worst. I, I can find, like, this sidebar. 
I could find like one song from most bands that I'm like, okay, I can deal with this, mm -hmm. or I might secretly even like it. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's any kind of band you might trash, you know, like a Limp Biscuit or, uh, you know, Slip the Eagle, not. the Five Eagles. Eagle. Death Punch. Uh, actually, I have no, I have zero love for any Five Finger Death Punch songs. So that's one band like that. Okay. So it's Five Finger a, Death there's Punch. There's a handful of them. Yeah, Maroon but Five. Uh, they've never written or performed anything for me ever, and they never will. I just can't see it happening. But I got down with a few of those Fallout Boy songs, and I think it was also just the spirit of the show. They Every, were actually decent live. And everybody was so hyped up for it. Dude, I had no idea how popular they were until I saw this show. Huge. Because this was like your high, one of your yeah, high school this bands. Is, this is my high school experience yeah. right now between Fallout Boy and Green Day and Weezer. Like, yes, Green Day and Weezer were a little bit. They were way more vetted by they, this time. They were definitely they, like the elder statesmen of, of say, the punk. They but, were the old guys, like them and Offspring. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, Dad. But, but you know, they're they're still putting out stuff. I am in high school sure. discovering them, yeah. and Fallout Boy is. Entering the music scene at the same time. They're one of the wayward sons of that movement. Thank you. Yeah. So, I think it worked well together. I had a blast. I was singing along. Dude, I went to the bathroom during uh, the beginning of their set. Like, I saw the beginning of it. I was like, oh, that's a cool open. But I was like, cool. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Uh, and so, like, I'm looking at the set list here. And I, I do recognize the second song here, Sugar We're Going Down. And I'm in the bathroom, and just the whole place is echoing with people yeah. singing along. And I was yeah. kind of blown away. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, that, that like, super off-key person, that yeah. was me. <laughs> oh, that was you. That was me. Okay. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, I was a little taken back because I was, I did the bathroom. I checked the shirt line. Shirt line was still ridiculous. It was 75 yards at that point. And then I went to go get some chicken tenders that we could split because that way we could at least... Not have to like just lose our ass eating just a little little something to yes. tide us over for the rest of the night. Uh, I'm glad we did that honestly because uh, I wore myself out. I by the would end of the night. have been hangry. Oh yeah. By the time we got home. Yeah. So what's your what's your Fallout Boy pick? Um, you know the one that I thought went over the best for me, and it seemed to go over well with the fans and you. So I'm gonna go with this overall pick here. As far as I know, this song is called This Ain't a Scene, It's an Arms Race, according to Setless.fm. Thank you. That is correct. Yeah. That, oh, there's Dickless out there. Um, actually, I believe the title is This Ain't a Scene, It's a Parentheses, Goddamn, in parentheses, Arm Race. That's definitely how they do it in the chorus, for sure. Was this a single, by the way? Was this on the yes. radio? Did yes. they say Goddamn on the radio? Uh, Can you say goddamn on the air? <laughs> no, no, you can't say holy shit, fuck my Christ on the radio. <laughs> uh, man, I must have had a lot of bad days uh, here and there. <laughs> you, you can do Ford Fairlane lines with me. Oh, I love you. Okay, so uh, I'll see if I can find a live version. If not, I'll play a studio version. So obviously we're laying these in tonight. So to represent the Fallout Boy set, here is This Ain't a Scene. It's a... God. Damn. Arms race. <laughs>
scene it's a goddamn arms race by fallout boy what album was that on under the cork tree (laughs) (laughs) i don't fucking know i didn't set you up to get it wrong (laughs) wow oh you kids i don't fucking know you guys don't know your records (laughs) i I downloaded it from limewire and it was um fall dot out dot boy but boy was spelled b-o-i oh yeah and then every other letter in this ain't a scene was capitalized. Yeah, that's how you all um, got your passwords later on. Yeah, and and then it's like that squiggly hyphen with like yeah. a bunch of asterisks. Nice. Um, so you're, you're telling me your first Jimi Hendrix song was a J I M M Y Hendrix song? Uh, no, Jimi Hendrix was never on LimeWire. 
Uh, I've seen so many of those. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that was Morpheus. I don't know. Um, okay. Yeah, it's I think, <laughs> LimeWire. Um, <laughs> we we have. For, <laughs> check this out. Um, how do you know? How do you goddamn God, know? Just, just. They have song titles like Anal Cunts catalog. I don't know if you know those guys, but um, they're just the worst. Actually, Anal Cunts song titles are the worst, as you can tell by their band name. Uh, fun fact: When Fallout Boy was told by their label to make their uh, song titles shorter, uh, they just took out all the vowels. So that's why we got "Thanks for the Memory" spelled the way that it was. Oh wow! Also, uh, their song title, "Our Lawyer Made Us Change the Name of the Song," was because the original song title was um... "Heartbreak Hotel." No, no, it's something, something, something. MySpace horror, and I just oh. saw the thing, and I can't remember okay. what it was. But there you go. So the it, it was an actual okay. thing. Right. Um, but Fallout Boy, this ain't a scene. It's an arms race. It's from Infinity on High. Oh, okay. Uh, not the longest song title of the night. Uh, that's probably, looks like, according to the setlist site, is my songs know what you did in the dark, and then parentheses light them up, and also a little less 16 candles. And a, a little, little more, more satisfaction? No. Oh, a little more touch me. Okay. That <laughs> would have been funnier. Song. That would have been funnier. Okay, let's move on. Uh, well, thank let's you. go back. Thank you. Yeah, let's go back. Thank you for tu- staying tuned in, y'all. Okay. Uh, We're professionals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, this was cool. So, I, before Weezer even came out uh, as the second band of the day, which is ridiculous. Uh, so, this was interesting. Uh, by the way, one last thing about Fallout Boy. Apparently, somebody on their staff tested positive for COVID halfway through the tour. That's not funny. So, I'm not saying it is funny. Did I say it was funny? Maybe. I don't remember. No, I, d- I didn't say it was funny. Uh, so they got they had to leave the tour. So you got three bands instead of four. Some people might say that might be an upgrade uh, if you're a certain age like I am. But I was thinking it would lead to the other bands performing longer. So I started to check the set list afterwards. No, they, no. they oh. did not add songs. So it's not the Hella Mega Tour anymore. It's just like the Hella Grande Tour. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Like, tr- Trace Hombres. Yeah. A little well, shout out there. Well, I would think that it would go like big, giant, grande, mega, ultimate. Venti. No, Trenta. Vin- no, Venti's not. Yeah, like Trenta's way up at the top. Yeah. But you can only get I'm, I'm that. I'm learning. But you can only get that with certain drinks. Like they won't give you Trenta everything. It's like the iced teas, the refreshers, and like cold brew. But they won't do nitro. I, I want all. They won't do a venti okay, nitro okay. either. It's our Starbucks podcast. I want Starbucks to change all their uh, names of drinks and size cups to like Fallout Boy song title links. Anyway, uh, yes, okay. I would like a three bean. Uh, Grand thanks Theft for Autumn. the memories. <laughs> yeah, Grand Theft Autumn. I would like a venti. Uh, thanks for the memories. Ooh, in the diet one is sugar. We're going down. <laughs> Okay, all right. I guess if you're, I guess if you had extra cream, it's actually sugar. We're going down, down the gullet. Okay, yeah. my God, man. Okay, so waiting for Weezer to come out. <laughs> Holy hell! Uh, why don't people listen? Okay, uh, so I was like, this is so cool. I've never seen this before. So I'm already like sold in before they even come out. This will be the third time for me to see Weezer. What was your first? Surplex. Oh, okay. Like, Starplex ages ago when I was in high school. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that might have been... God, you remember what album that was? Cause I, <laughs> no. I saw him on Make Believe because the whole 
uh, album, the whole stage was decked out in the make believe album cover. So cool because like okay, it definitely was not that. Wasn't that okay? No. So maybe Maladroit or uh... maybe maybe I'm making this up and I just think that I've seen them. I have no okay. fucking idea. <laughs> wow, we're gonna have to go back into. I'm gonna I have to. You're like... gonna have to go back. Well, I'm gonna have to put you under uh, hypnosis or something yeah. to find out. We'll get your concert memories going more. Okay, but that all being said, definitely two, third, maybe third. Third time for each of us, different maybe. shows. But we did see them at Windstar Casino a few years ago, which was funny because I remember between one of the songs, Rivers went on the mic and told people not to gamble their money away, which I'm sure the promoter loved that. And well, fuck he, them. They only get it, 90 minutes at the casino. Sure. And uh, they uh, awkwardly promoted their cruise. And Rivers had to get a script out to, to pimp that out. So funny stuff. Uh, and that was my first Weezer show where uh, actually my friend Stars Guy Randy had told me years ago, hey, you remember how Weezer used to be live? Not boring so much, but just kind of like the cars. They just stand there and play. They're park and bark. Uh, so he saw them on the Red Album tour, and he was like, dude, they're making tracks now. you got to go see them live. I'm like, cool, thanks for letting me know. So I thought maybe it was a phase. It may it... have been that one. Oh. I don't fucking know. Okay, well, anyway, okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> you'll, you'll figure it out once we uh, stop recording. <laughs> I do that daily. Uh, so... Yeah, so at the casino, they were like Rivers was running around. That was actually one of those weird eras of the band where it was a five piece and Pat was playing rhythm guitar because Pat's a good guitar player and Josh Freeze was playing drums that night. That was, that was a cool era because it Cause opened we love up. Josh Freeze. Yeah, we love Josh. And everything kind of opened up for Rivers to just run around and be more of a front man. So he actually was playing less guitar and more just running around and doing mic yeah. stuff, crowd surfing. He stood up on the merch uh, tape. Merch uh, the booth. Booth, like the, the roofed the, booth. The, <laughs> the, the roof. merch. Uh, there's, a, there's a merch roof. Extender. Thing. It's like a mini house. Yeah. Well, it, kind of. Yeah. It, it's like if you took like a storage pod and you stuck it inside a room. That's a good That's a good way to describe it, But then it's it, got actually. doors on both yeah, sides. It's a pod. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a pod. Okay, so... I've seen the two different types of Weezer. So I was like, okay, you know, I was kind of expecting maybe a hybrid of those two things. Honestly, we kind of got more of an old Weezer, like where they kind of just stand there. That's fine. Which is fine. It's fucking hot. Made up for, well, I mean, <laughs> hey, it was a seat in there. Uh, but It's hot up on stage. I'm sure it is. And But the cool thing about it was really cool stage before they even come out, because there's no real feasible way to like drop a curtain on this place because... It's a big-ass baseball stadium, so you're just going to be putting your stuff out there. So we saw six bass drums all in a row, and each one had a letter for the band. So it spelled out Weezer in six bass drums. I've never seen anybody do that. It seems such like a simple idea. And so you would think that, you know, these six bass drums, all four of them would each, like, have a drum, and, like, Pat would be sharing drums or something, and that's where they would play Africa, but no... Yeah, just we got, played it regular. Yeah, we got Africa, but we didn't get that dream version that yeah. uh, you were looking for. Why but, would you have the bass drums and not play it? I mean, it's once again, it's aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> it's it's a good looking stage for the kind of album they're promoting and the Van Weezer thing. And even on the PA, they played Jump over the PA to get everybody in the mood. Love that. I gotta chill. I gotta be honest with you, but you know, hey, Van Halen, I'm an easy sell. So, yeah, and it was like just cool, bright neon colors all over the place. Rivers came out. He was playing a Jackson V uh, with an upside down headstock. He had his white headband on with his mullet, like he's going for the '80s irony thing. But for some reason, it's endearing to me. I usually hate that kind of irony, but like I think he actually likes some of that stuff. 
And he's wearing like just regular '90s jeans and a yeah. white T-shirt and a jean jacket. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. He's got the metal jacket with some of the spikes on it and yeah. stuff like that. And which you know, of course, that was gone by the third song because it's yeah. freaking hot once it's again. It's fucking hot. Yeah. yeah. So, but like, I I bought into it, you know, like in the sense of like, if you buy into his neurosis and his commentary, then you're like, hey, he's actually like thinking he's part of this thing now, you know. Yeah. So, anyway, but I mean, I fully believe that Rivers believes that he is actually three raccoons in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good description, actually. <laughs> so. But we're each going to pick a Weezer song. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, it was a fun set. It it, um, it didn't have the runaround craziness of the casino show, but it was them playing in a stadium, which honestly is something I never thought I'd see. Yeah. And they handled it very well. And, man, they're getting to the point, what are they up to, about 15 records now? Like they're 12, 13? I mean, they have a stupid... They have more records out than people realize. Okay, so so picking a set list has to be just crazy. So it's Weezer and Weezer and Weezer. <laughs> and then Pinkerton and then Weezer. <laughs> Okay. And then make believe, and then Weezer. I thought you were legit trying that. I love it. <laughs> nice, but I mean, it's got to be hell picking a set list. You yeah, get to between, the point between the fan favorites and the deep cuts and the, the hits. Yeah, I don't and, know and if now, I should air now, hits. And now but, they're becoming like cover kings, you know. Yeah, so it's and then, like, and then how many whole, of those do you play? That whole teal album that was just amazing. Yeah. So I mean, how how do you cut that down to a set list? Um, yeah. They didn't play everything I wanted to hear. But now they're going to get to that point. Like, they're in that territory where they've been around for almost 30 years Shut now. Shut up. And you're not going to hear everything you want to hear. And yeah. that includes, if you included all the singles, yeah. you're I, still, I still not going to get all everything. the singles. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. But, I will say that they played some stuff that I didn't expect them to play. And that was really nice. Yeah. One of them, I think one of your picks was a debut. First yes. time they ever First played time. it live. And on the opening night of the tour, yeah, we first had, time they're playing this. We had two live debuts. Uh, one was the song "California Snow," cool song. Very and cool song. They actually, well, they did about half of it, and then they went into "Say It Ain't So." So, which I noticed that they did that with uh, a few other songs. Like they were, I was really excited they were playing "Into the Game" from the new album, and then it goes into "My Name Is Jonas," which I love. "My Name Is Jonas," but man, I wanted to hear all of the end of the game, and they didn't finish yeah. it. So, stuff like that, but. Once again, I mean, technically they did 17 songs, and that's that's quite a bit. So about an hour and a half set. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. So you said you wanted to play all my favorite songs. Yes. I'm last minuteing this because I'm like I'm just gonna wing it once I get to the show here. <laughs> uh, as far as like, uh, kind of going old school a little bit. I don't know. I, I'm I'm just torn. I really enjoyed pork and beans. Like I'm kind of. As much as I don't like pork and beans, like it always makes me smile yeah. when it's played. How can you like, like the song? Uh, yeah, it's a dumb title, but it's a stupid fucking song. But like, yeah, it's kind of the same thing with Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory. Like, oh yeah, horrible title. One of the best songs they've ever done. And pork and beans is kind of the same thing. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. We're playing pork and beans. <laughs> um, so yes, we're. <laughs> uh, we're gonna actually, and I got a little surprise for you, sweetie, and everybody else out there. They kind of quietly surprise dropped a live version of all my favorite songs Ooh. direct from the Hella Mega Tour a couple of weeks ago. So we're going to play that. Nice. And uh, hopefully I can find a really nice sounding, nice quality live version of Pork and Beans. And if not, you're going to hear the studio version. So yeah. enjoy this Weezer double shot and we'll talk about some Green Day when we come back. 
Make make the and make the W with your hand. Don't forget yeah. to do that. This is called All My Favorite Songs. All my favorite songs are slow and sad. All my favorite people make me mad. Everything that feels so good is bad, bad, bad. All my favorite songs are slow and sad. I don't know what's wrong with me.
There you go. That was all my favorite songs live from the Hello Mega Tour. Uh, that song originally comes off of an album that came out this year. They have two new albums out this year. Uh, so I'll do a little background on that. I'll do it in more detail on the best of 2021 episode because I think both of those will probably be making it on there if I had to guess in advance. So that comes from an album called OK Human. Uh, so they do have Van Weezer out too. So they put out two studios this year. Van Weezer was completed around 2019, and the idea was it was going to come out early 2020 for the stadium tour, stadium rock, the whole imaging and blah, blah, blah. So a lot of people might think that they're trying to capitalize on the Eddie Van Halen death, which couldn't be further from the truth. It was called Van Weezer two years ago, and they shelved it because of the pandemic and the concert delay. And then OK Human became an album that they put out during this whole time. Uh, so, and a little, nice little nod, maybe a little dig at Radiohead, I'm not sure. But, uh, okay, Human was actually newer, but it came out first. Van Weezer's older, and it came out more recently. Yes. There you go. <laughs> and, Van Weezer was finished first, put out last. Yes. And also Pork and Beans, which originally comes from Weezer, uh, parentheses Red, the Red Album, uh, which I'm not a huge fan of the Red Album, I like about half of it, but... Yeah, I, I like it more now than I did then. It's a grower. Yeah, and also, if you're a fan of the internet or you haven't seen anything viral over the last 20 years, Pork and Beans will get you caught up on at least three, four years of viral videos because that's the video. Uh, so, yeah, check it out. It's fun. They, they do great videos. Anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to get to the headliner here. I'm going to do a little bit of uh, perspective. I talked about this with you probably in the car or something like that. Cause probably. We, we, we talk. I don't fucking know. Yeah, we talk. We, we like talking to each other. Yeah, Joey likes talking to me. I, I like talking a lot, <laughs> as you can tell by the show. Uh, that's why I talk for free. So, um... Yeah, I said you talk too much. All right. <laughs> uh, okay, so concert journey throughout my whole concert going history. So Nola and I have actually two different Green Day brags amongst the two of us, two different shows. Our first Green Day shows were super duper intimate versus what most people know them as now. There's probably tons of people that saw them play in smaller venues than we're about to talk about, but I saw them in 97 early on on the Nimrod tour, which I think by the end of that tour, they were playing bigger places again. So as much as I actually, Insomniac was the album that 
kind of got me into Green Day more than anything else. I resisted them very heavily when Dookie was big because it was just everywhere and I was not mad about it, but I was just like, ugh. And it was just overplayed. Look at these still up punk posers. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, you fucking posers because I was already listening to, quote, real punk by then. Real punk. So, you know, it was one of those things I didn't think they were for real. I thought they were just idiot kids. And now knowing that they're actually pretty decent historians, I take that all back. That all being said, Insomniac... I started to enjoy them more. It wasn't as overplayed. And then I actually picked up the tape like real cheap somewhere, put it in the car. I'm like, this is really good. Like I heard songs like 86 and, and Armitage Shanks. And I became a fan. Chris, the CSCNJ, already a big Green Day fan. So I think that was a lot of it too. Like, oh, my best friend loves Green Day. So I should, you know, support that and, and try. And I tried and it worked. So we went to go see Green Day at the beginning of the Nimrod tour, Deep Ellum Live. I mean, it's a small ass place. It's, not really there anymore it's there but it's been renovated so it's not the the old crappy metal punk club that it used to be but it was an old crappy metal punk club the way it should be very cbgbs judging by the pictures i've seen uh now it's called the canton hall so it's not it looks like a hipster nouveau place now with you can see the bottles on the wall it's just ugh now but back back in the day it was a cd club and that's where i saw green day and it was a great show. Billy was drunk off of his ass, but he was a very functioning drunk on stage. And they played great that night. It was fun, watch, you know, just fun watching them in a small place. That being said, you saw them at like the best venue ever. Yeah, so I got to see them post 2000 yeah. some year. It was sometime between 2000 and 2003. Yeah, it was um, like 2000 or 2001 because you said it was the uh, it was warning, the warning. Tour. Yeah, it was so the tour would, for warning. Yeah. But it was at Bronco Bowl. Yeah. And it was. This is going to sound weird because I've been to a lot of concerts, but this was like one of the first concerts that I was like, I want to go to this. Did your parents take you or did you go with one of your brothers? One of my brothers took me. Cool. Ross took me. Oh, it nice. was for my birthday. Yeah. He got... Um, and Ross is like a deadhead now, but was he into Green Day at the time? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Ross, <laughs> Out in you, Ross. <laughs> uh, most... Love it. Most of my musical influence, like, legit comes from Ross. Like, Rick oh, okay. and I are a little too far apart in age. I gotcha. But yeah. growing up, like... Y'all do have your favorites, though. You yes. Know, but yeah. yeah, I was like, Rick and I get along a lot better now as adults. Sure, in that, um, uh, yeah. You know, that's just what happens when so, there's a large age gap between so, siblings. Gotcha. But you leaned um, on Ross for... But what, I leaned on was... Ross for a lot of stuff. Ross okay. got me into a lot of Sky, got me into a lot of punk. So... Yeah, I remember every time I'd yeah. see him, he'd be wearing some obscure Ska band shirt. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, I mean, like, I didn't go so hard into it, but I'm I'm very appreciative of Ska. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm not going to say I'm a big fan because there are bigger fans than me, but I'm like, I like it and I enjoy it. Yeah. And the Interrupters is fourth wave Ska. Like, it's, yes. they're leading the pack of the new breed also. So if you like Ska or, or punk, you'll love yeah. them. Then you've heard it, so. Yes. Um, but yeah, this was like... Ross was like, what do you want for your birthday? And I'm like, I want to go see Green Day on this on this tour. They're playing at Bronco Bowl. And he's like, all right, bet. I yeah. mean, he didn't say bet because that's a thing now, not then. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and by the way, this is the nerd I am because I, I really wanted to go to that show and I, I didn't wind up going. I know the Get Up Kids opened, if I'm not mistaken. So. I mean, yeah, sure, yeah. probably. Did you get there early enough? Uh, yes, we did. Uh, we got there early. Ross drove. We had a really good time. I lost my, like cover girl pressed powder makeup compact that i took because oh, no. like you couldn't there, 
Like, they let me in with it, and I didn't have mm. a bag, but I was like, I've got, like, these two things in my pockets, and they were like, mm. you gotta leave them out here on the wall. Oh, and I'm like, come on. it's gonna get fucking gut. Yeah. And they were like, mm, maybe it won't. And I'm like, <laughs> huh. But, you know, to, like, junior high, high school me, I was, yeah. you know, in ninth or tenth grade, and I was like, it's a fucking $6 compact. That's oh. a lot of money. Yeah. All the and, girls I went to junior high with just stole them. So. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, regardless, so, I put in time and effort into uh, obtaining that, if uh, not monetary. I mean, don't don't steal. Sure. Uh, oh, if by it's the a way, chain, you... it's free reign. And if it's Hobby Lobby, <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, yeah. Because totally they fun. steal artifacts and also have real shitty views. Yes. So, but anyways, don't steal. But yeah, it was a great show. Came up super hyped. Uh, Ross and I really connected. Like, we had... Good brother, sister talk. Yeah. Were you all in the pit or were you uh, all in the seats? We had seats. Okay. Lower seats or upper seats? Uh, seats. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bronco Bowl, once we again, were, not that big. <laughs> we were we were on an incline, so yeah. who the fuck knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for those of you out there who want a good visual, you can Google Bronco Bowl Dallas and you'll find some cool photos of what it looked like inside. So. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I have... I, I have memories. Um, I just cannot. You are thanks for the memories without the vowels on the show. Yeah, I'm just having fun. Thanks for memories. It's me. (laughs) All right, so let's get up to the current Green Day thing uh, at the Hella Mega Tour. So I said all that. (laughs) I laid all that track. I laid a lot of track just now with you, like Bridge on River Kwai kind of track, and to get to this part. Never thought I was very happy when Green Day like reascended to you know bigger fame and fortunes like they did in the early to mid nineties, uh, and then you know during the whole Insomniac into the Warning period, and if you go look at the sales like Warning went gold, it didn't even go platinum initially, and so everybody thought they were done, and they're good records, and they're real they fucking they good were records. actually even critically lauded like. And even Logan, who I worked with at CD Warehouse at the time, he was my boss, he was even remotely a Green Day fan, and I was playing Warning, and he was like, man, these guys are aging well. Like, I still remember that. Like, they've aged well. And I'm like, I never would have thought in a million years. And so I was like, it was nice validation. I'm like, maybe they can get their shine back. I don't even think it's so much that, like, they've aged well. It's almost like they, as they got older, they... They chose the fights that they wanted to fight. Yeah, it was very important. And you can really tell that later on with American Idiot and 21st Century Breakdown. They're becoming more aware of what's going on and they're realizing that, like, they have this voice and this platform that they can... This kind of sounds shitty, but, like, help the masses see what's going on. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, they kind of gave us some fucking anthems to... Yeah, they really to get, did. ...to get mad about. And, yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. And American Idiot was definitely an album for the time, as timeless as it is, but it's a real snapshot of what was going on at that time, uh, politically or what have you, socially. But I remember, God, like, I bought... American Idiot when it came out and I remember saying this album is brilliant no one's gonna care I thought it was gonna be the death of the band I thought oh my god so they've alienated their punk rock fan base Uh, anybody who's left over they're gonna kill off like but I wasn't counting on the new generation of fans the new generation of fans kind of saved the band honestly I don't know how many of the old school fans are left to be quite honest kind of like Aerosmith in that sense almost but I mean I think there are a lot of 
elder leftist communist witchy <laughs> elder millennials i think i said elder yeah. twice in there yeah that you know like myself that have always just kind of been like green day's a good fucking band and yeah. they've got some good fucking things to say and that's what it is at the end of the day it's the good songs and you can't play a stadium unless you have the songs. Yeah. Like, you can't ascend to that Paul McCartney level, you know, Elton John level, if you don't have songs. They clearly have songs. Yeah, you can't play stadium rock unless you have kind of a stadium rock anthem. Yeah, and they've got they've got them in spades. That's definitely a band also now at this point is like, what do we play? What do we not play? And they pretty much played anything that you got tired of on the radio, they played at the show. But that's what you want to do. That being said, some of the American Idiot songs that got overplayed for me at the time, those were the ones that actually probably resonated the best with me at the show. These songs were made for stadiums. And I've seen that American Idiot DVD, uh, Bullet in the Bible. And I love how it's shot and love how it sounds and it looks and everything. And I'm like, that's Europe. That can't happen here. Like, they'll get to arenas and do that here. But the fact that they finally played stadiums in America is a big accomplishment it's a big fucking deal yeah it really is and i once again going back to seeing them in clubs and theaters i never thought i'd see this but i'm glad i'm seeing it because god damn it man rock and roll needs more heroes and this is one of those bands that you honestly whether you're a fan or not you probably should back because it's kind of for the greater goodness it's if you're of that thing if you if you don't want to see hip-hop continue to take over and play those big places you better be fucking back in green day and foo fighters and you know all those because that that's the thing anyway sorry i'll get off that soapbox but man i had a great time and even a song that i've heard that i almost never wanted to hear again like boulevard of broken dreams that thing hit me hard at that show. That was some shit right there. It hit all of us hard at that show. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, wake me up when September ends in a mm-hmm. stadium with the phone lights up. and Yeah, that was great. I'm like, probably one out of every four people shed a tear. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was cool. And I, I'm also surprised how well they transition into their older material through playing this stuff. Because it's very American Idiot heavy but very dookie heavy too but it's hard to transition out of there but they managed to pull it off yeah it was it was a very smooth show it it wasn't just blocks from each era um which was really nice yeah yeah and you know hell they even threw in a couple of insomniac songs they threw in a warning song so i'm always happy to hear those songs that's that's like my sweet spot so and that's kind of like our green day era you know kind of thing I know you're probably like, man, maybe I hope they play a Foxborough song or something like God, that. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I'm like, Foxboroughs. Long shots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite, favorite parts, and we'll get to, we're actually going to book in the show with Green Day starting here. So we're going to do a Green Day song, and then I think we're going to close off with a Green Day song. But one of my favorite parts of the show was Billy playing the beginning of You Shook Me All Night Long into When I Come Around. I thought that was so brilliant. Because it's so easy enough. Good. You play that G chord and you're going to hear and want to go into You Shook Me All Night Long. But he just made a like, perfect transition. Anyway, just little things like that. And bringing the kid out on stage for the Operation Ivy song. Gave him a Les Paul Jr. Autographed it after he played it on stage with the band. I'm sure they do that on every show. They but, have been doing it yeah. on every show. so it's But it's still heartwarming but to it's see. Great. Yeah, it's great. And they had uh, a guy come up and stage dive. Like, I never thought I'd see stage diving ever again for yeah. some stupid reason. but Because we're in a pandemic. Yeah, but it happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that guy looked nervous. <laughs> yeah, he did. I would have been nervous, too, because, I mean, 
I was seeing families out there. Like, who's going to catch you? Yeah. But I, thankfully, at least the pit is still the crazy motherfuckers, yeah. you know. I don't care what you boomers say. The pit is a safe space. Sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Take care of each other. At least you should. All right, so we've been talking a lot here. Uh, let's get to a song. And uh, I'm going to try to find a live version, whether it be from Bull in the Bible or something else. But, uh, yeah, pick anything, sweetie. and Because uh, um, I have an interesting random pick to play at the end. Not, not that it's going to be better, but... I think it'll be a good show closer. That's why I wanted to save it. Um, I mean, that kind of mid spot of like songs five to eight is kind of my sweet spot with it. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a few and then I'm gonna let you make the final pick. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, you want to do Longview, Welcome to Paradise, Hitching a Ride, or Minority? Ooh. Because I it was really fun to sing along to Minority. With the crowd, it it hit just the right spot. All right, we're going with Minority. Cool. Uh, Hitching a Ride was contending, but just because of the show itself, going to yeah. go with I don't minority. care how many times you guys have heard Minority. I need you guys to listen to Minority. Oh, yeah. that It's all about the lyrics with that song. I mean, great music, too. But Oh, and by the way, this ties into our older Weezer Casino show. Josh Freeze played the drums. I just remember this. Josh Freeze was the drummer for Weezer that night. He was for a while. His brother, Jason is a touring member of Green Day. Like, they have, like, seven guys in the fucking band now. Anyway, yeah. Here's Minority. Enjoy. (laughs) Jesus. 20 minutes... Oh, 
gracias. Hope you enjoyed that. That was Minority, a live version from somewhere, possibly Bull in the Bible, maybe something else. I'll just play whatever I think is. I'll play right whatever thing. I want. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I found good pro audio from the Hella Mega Tour. We'll see. Anyway, put a pin in that. Let's go to the Black Crow show at the Starplex. Starplex, our old stomping grounds. Definitely Smirnoff. Mild. It's Starplex. It's... <laughs> right now it's Dosecki's Pavilion, but. It is and always will be Starplex. You can call it the Vodkaplex if you want, but uh, it's it's definitely the the Dallas Starplex in the heart of Fair Park in Dallas. Okay. Regardless. So we're there to see the Black Crows. This was really cool because uh, your best friend came into town. She's a big Black Crows fan. Yes. You and Emily and Emily's Aunt April were all there to see the Black Crows. I was there to hang out with all of y'all because I don't know shit about the Black Crows. I will be up front. I was... I don't want to say bullied into going to the show, but also... Wow. Jesus. (laughs) Well, because I wasn't bullied going into the show. Um, You thought it would be weird if I went out with your best friend and her aunt. I thought it would be a little weird if you just... uh, Like Jack Tripper, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, I mean, I know... I know you and Emily are cool, and Emily's Aunt April is super cool, and yeah. y'all would all get along, and that would be fine. But it's also, like, a little weird because you're my husband and she's my best friend. Well, yeah. Also, uh, I'm the DD regardless. But regardless, so. you're going to be our designated driver. Um, but I wanted to hang out with my friend Emily, and I hadn't yeah. seen April for a yeah. long time, and it was a good chance to get yeah. out, and it was an open-air thing, and it was nice. Yeah, well, we do, like, the four-pack on the lawn or something like that? Like uh, the, No, we got the Welcome Back to Concerts promo code. Oh, well, the same thing, yeah. <laughs> What was it four for? How much? Like fifty? No, we only got two tickets. Oh, we got two tickets. Yeah, for they like... already they already bought their ticket. They paid regular prices. Oh, okay. We paid promo prices. Oh, that's brilliant. That's really funny. So, and they still wound up on the lawn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean they. I think they ended up paying like ten more bucks more than we did. Oh, okay. Fine. Um, but ours was like twenty dollars all in, like taxes oh. and fees for lawn tickets, and really? I'm like that's the perfect amount to spend on a lawn ticket. Love it. Especially when yeah. my not a local domestic beer is going to cost $16. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, and I, I, I knew that the beer sales would probably be pretty good at this show, 
But I remember I was when I was going to get like a funnel cake, and I was like, "Ooh, funnel cake!" And you were like, "Ooh, funnel cake!" I was kind of reeling in one of the beer stand people, like when, that I was getting the funnel cake from. Really nice family that was working it. Yeah. So y'all selling like a lot of beers, like not as much as we usually do. I'm like, yeah, because they're all smoking weed on the lawn. <laughs> He's like, oh, is that what's going on? I gotta get out there. Why do you think they're selling so many funnel cakes? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like food probably did better. I mean, beer always does well. For some reason, in the summer, outdoors, beer's on cold. a lawn. Yeah, beer's cold. Beer's cold. Uh, summer's hot. Grass is green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it wasn't like a crazy drunk crowd. Like, it was just a happy crowd yes. for obvious reasons. We were, we were very glad to be outside. It was yeah. a very nice weather day. It was, a, it was a little warm when we got there. But it got good. It got real nice. Yeah, and my whole plan was get on the lawn, put our backs up against the wall, and we were nice and spread out. It was not a packed lawn. It was not the Guns N' Roses show in 1991. Thank God it was not. And uh, it was great. Like, tons yeah. of social distancing. Beautiful. And so, once again, you said not a fan going in. What did you truly think? Uh, I mean, I was candid about my Fallout Boy thing. Yeah, uh, no. I mean, they're fine. They're good. Um, yeah. I'm probably not going to reach for them. I, yeah. You know, I, I would rather listen to Tom Petty or... Um, ZZ Top, but you know, like it, like they're good. Nice. They're fine. I had a good time. Yeah. I was there with good people, and I had good weather, and I had not st- strangers right up next to me, and so you know, it was a really good show. I enjoyed myself a couple of times throughout the set that I was like, oh, I like this song. Yeah, I was like, oh, I like this song. What yeah. is this? I think I think one of the ones that I played, I think when I did the nineteen ninety show uh, for. Seeing things off of Shake Your Money Maker, I think that was a favorite, favorite of mine for sure. And yeah, for in case you're unaware, they're on their 30th anniversary tour for Shake Your Money Maker, albeit a year late because this was supposed to happen last year. But cool, they played the album top to bottom. I know some of the more hardcore fans are like a little down on the first album, but that's only because it sold records. But it's a it's a cool solid record. I, I actually hope they do come through next year with a Southern Harmony Musical Companion tour because I love that album and that definitely should be played top to bottom. But they just blaze through those ten songs and you know they've become a jam band since their reunion a few years ago. But they definitely dialed down the jam band aspect uh, to your uh, liking, which yes. is and to my liking to be honest. Yeah, there was definitely a song in there where I was like, I like this song and then three and a half minutes later I'm like, Why isn't this song over? <laughs> the song should have ended forty five seconds ago. Yeah, that does happen. And so they did their t- they they started off with the ten songs. And the cool thing was great opener with twice as hard. I love the open. Like how cool was that aesthetic? So the stage is an old saloon and it's got mostly old western saloon stuff going on in there but in the middle of the stage there's like this big huge nice looking jukebox it's all lit up and at the beginning uh some girl comes out on stage and puts a quarter in there and it plays shake your money maker the old blues shake your money maker uh the elmore james song and i thought that was cool nice little over there and they've covered that song before but it's not even on that record of said name so it's just a nice little nod to it little things like that twice as hard comes in that it's a great opening riff and i the cool thing is being back on the lawn you do miss some stuff but you know seeing the video screen out there you catch other things i thought it was cool because i thought that the camera was focusing on the bass drum with the band crows logo thing on it but it actually was uh chris robinson on stage holding an umbrella up and you couldn't see him and he pulls the umbrella as soon as the band kicks in i thought that was a cool kind of 
Steven Tyler-esque reveal. It was very Steven Tyler-esque. Yeah. And so, yeah, they they have that album very well rehearsed. It sounded totally cool, note for note. Uh, all the new guys are great. I have no complaints about them. I'm not that fan that's going to complain about them. Uh, just having, like, three original members. The band's totally cool. Apparently, if you go to different shows and you follow them on the tour, you're going to get different songs in the second half. Good. There's a few. There's a handful of songs that they are going to play probably every night just for the purpose of, hey, this is popular. But they're playing around with it, and that's nice. And I'm sure that's good for them because the monotony of playing a full album every night has got to kind of, yeah. you know, get get to you maybe yeah. a little bit here and there. So, yeah, they, they play like nine more songs or something like that, ten more songs. So it's like two halves of a show. Uh, so, yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to play a song from each set. Uh, so I'm going to play one that I almost played when I reviewed Check Your Moneymaker for the best of 1990. Nice little hard driving song that's kind of sandwiched in between on the B side between two huge songs, Hard to Handle and She Talks to Angels. I'm going to play Thick and Thin. Nice upbeat number there. And the one of the ones that Nola said, oh, I like this song. And I made a note of that. So we're going to play the title track from their 1998 I'm going to say 98 or 99, one of those years. Well, it was 98, but it came out a year later in 99. <laughs> Probably so. Yeah, so from their comeback album, By Your Side, very cool, underappreciated album, we're going to play the title track. So here you go. This is Black Crows with Thick and Thin and By Your Side, live versions if I can help it.
Crows 2 for there for you. Hopefully live. We'll see what happens. We'll fix it in post. We'll not do it live. Okay. So, by the way, I will say this. Uh, if, you know, kind of the order of the day nowadays is a lot of bands go out there and they play with tracks. I didn't, I could not tell that any of these bands that we've talked about so far are actually using tracks. I mean, there are some samples within the Fallout Boy songs, but it's... Yeah. It's very obvious when they go with the samples. Like, they play the Munsters theme during one of their songs, but it's sampled on a pad kit. And it's like, okay. But it's not like someone's singing for you. That's just that's yeah. the example I'm giving here. But everybody's playing live Sound so effects are added in, but yeah. everyone is playing live. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all, all the sparkle and glitter is getting added in. Yeah. And as we get speaking of sparkle and glitter, yeah. great. I know you did that for a segue. And I thank sure you. fucking this did. This is not your first show. <laughs> no. Uh, so we went out to the Southside Ballroom uh, a few days after the Black Crows and pulled a 180 and went and saw someone we've actually played on the show before, uh, a favorite of Nola's, and by proxy, uh, an act that I like quite a bit, who has a lot of good rock and roll in her soul, and that's Kesha. Yeah. Yes. And. By the way, I didn't set this show up properly enough to where I was including anything from the opener. Honestly, I can't remember her name right now. Her name was Betty. Oh, Betty Who. Betty Who, that's right. She only told you 17 times during the set. That's right. Isn't she like Australian or something? or Possibly. British? Maybe. She, she's one of those. She yeah. has an accent. <laughs> it's like To us sorry, in Dallas. Sorry, Chris Riley. <laughs> sorry, any of my other European friends. Uh, I don't know the background on Betty Who, and I do know the difference between England and Australia. But we the way. also know the. Well, I think it's um, a felony conviction. Oh yeah, that is the difference. Ooh, <laughs> hey now. I'm so sorry. History. Uh, um, no, they would like that. Uh, yeah. So uh, I feel like they would. So the Betty Who set was interesting because it's just like, hey, we are not going to even pretend like we're not playing to a track. It's yeah. it's her on stage with a mic and two dancers yes. and no band and everything's on a dad. Yes. That's the show. Yeah, um, she's singing live. The uh, she's singing. She's singing. She's yeah, singing. she's got a little help, but she, she was, got a little bit of help. But she, she is singing. She's not bad. She's not bad actually. Yeah. Um, for the, for pop music especially, the nature of her music does not lend well to live shows. Yeah, she's choreographed. It's yeah. it's very produced, and sure. that's fine. Yeah. Um, at the same time, like the background dancers forefront dancers i mean they're not in the background they're yeah, like yeah, right up exactly. there with her yeah they're part of the show for um, sure yeah you know but yeah it's her and it's two yeah. guys dancing and you know the the dancers are also doing some backup vocals but like yeah. it's still a good show yeah and and uh, for modern pop music it's not necessarily yeah. my thing but it did not bother me at the but same also, time like the message is there she is um you know trying to 
lift up women and lift up uh, the BIPOC community and, you know, trying to get her fan base to to have the confidence and to step into their voices and their roles and, you know, lead lead their authentic lives, yeah. which is always really important. Yeah. Um, side note, Betty Who does the theme song for the new uh, Queer Eye series. Oh, okay. Yes. I did not know that. So, if you... Why would I know that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I don't... So, some of y'all out there will have people in your lives that are watching the new series <laughs> sure. of Queer Eye. Yes. And that theme song is by Betty Who, so if you like that, go check her out. She was a lot of fun. Uh, she is added to my Spotify feed now. Um, so, it's it's good girl pop. About it's empower pop. Empower pop. Yeah, there we, we have a new genre term. I like it. So. Okay, so we're not going to play anything by Betty. No yeah. disrespect, but I just didn't have enough tracks here. Yeah. Uh, but well, we are going to play some stuff by Kesha. Yeah, we're going to play a Kesha song for sure. Uh, we're going to play your favorite Kesha song. Because yeah. this was definitely the show that I wanted to go to. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sorry to not do a twofer here. Uh, it's not out of any kind of spite or anything. We just don't have to... You can't play them all. You can't, pl- can't play them all. But I, I got to say, and... Not that some of the stuff wasn't on a track, but she did have a live band, and clearly they were playing most of the show. Uh, there's sound effects just for the sake of... Some of these songs just have sound effects and keyboard shit on yeah. them. And that's pop music. Uh, but man, she is a hell of a front woman. Like, I I was wondering what kind of show I was going to get. Honestly, for someone who's on the outside, I, I, I followed the story, the whole crazy story mm-hmm. of her. And it's heartbreaking, and it's very unfortunate. And it makes me mad. At the same time, it kind of made me a supporter of hers more so. Not just because early on I knew she was a decent rock fan, but now she's gone through this whole thing. Full disclosure, by the way, I don't think I've ever revealed this on the show. When she was going through that whole thing and she was popping up on certain people's stages without even getting to use her name or using the Kesha Rose name or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, she went on stage with Ben Folds and they did Still Fighting It, which... That song hits me right in the gut anyway. She fucking made me cry when I watched that clip. Oh, yeah. When I think about it, I get heavily emotional yeah. even just thinking about the fucking clip. Uh, so that all being said, yeah. I didn't know what kind of Kesha we were going to get, quote unquote. I mean, to be fair, I didn't know how this set was going to go. Because with with early Kesha, you know exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. And with was Rainbow and High and Road. <laughs> yeah, sweat, glitter, rock and roll. Titties and lasers. Whiskey, titties and laser, blackjack, hookers. Yes. Yeah. It, it is a party and a rave and an orgy and just rock and roll at, yeah, its, yeah. at its core. It's it's like but, you it, know, with, anything you loved about an old Motley Crue show, like Kesha knows how to do that. Yes. And, and well, actually, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And then, but you know, with... High Road and Rainbow, it's... Super introspective. It is a 180 from from Party Girl Kesha. And the fact that she was able to merge both of those together, the transitions weren't super smooth. Because, I mean, you can't really go from Cannibal to Praying easily. No. (laughs) But... But... It worked. I had a really great time. Yeah. I got emotional. Yeah. She played Rainbow, which was one of my favorite songs off of Rainbow. It really hit me. Apparently, it was a fan vote in for the set list, so I really appreciate everybody out there who voted yeah. for that because I did not know that was happening. Yeah. I don't follow her on socials. I don't uh, 
follow a lot of people on socials. Yeah. Yeah, you're not a big Twitter person. Yeah. I was like, if you're not my Facebook friend, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. So I'm really glad that other people voted for that because it's it's a really good song, yeah, but that's it, not what we're going to play. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, yeah, Rainbow got a killer reaction. And I was it was neat to hear so many people singing along to it. And that all being said, I even brought up Molly Crew earlier. I mean, when you really think about it, it's kind of the same show when you merge the two Kesha eras. It's kind of like a basic Motley Crue show in the sense of you're going to get Shout the Devil, but you're also going to get Home Sweet Home. Yeah. I mean, that's basically yeah, what she did. you're going to get Girls, Girls, she Girls. Had, Girls, she had her party songs, and then she had her ballads, and it, it fits in perfect. Yeah. And she paced her show really well. Like, I always look for the pacing yes. and seeing how they do all that stuff. And uh, I, I, I said this to Nola, like, this is, I'm comfortable enough in our relationship to where I'm like, <laughs> she knows that I'm like half joking. But, you know, hey, Kesha came out uh, in an outfit that would have made Cher blush in 1989. Basically, she was wearing Cher's If I Could Turn Back Time outfit, just with a little less black and pretty much all the see-through going on. But that, that being said, she was working it and she was kicking. And I was like, damn, you, she gives you that vibe that you might have a shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's not, that's not slut shaming. It's really honestly like, that's, that's old school rock and roll. You know, though, we want people to think that they can have sex with you. And I haven't really seen that done in the longest time. So it was kind of a breath of fresh air because everybody that used to do that, they don't really do that anymore. Yeah. Either they're too old or they're locked in, married or whatever. And man, I tell you, like, all these bands I go see now, and I still love them. I still love going to see them. But it's not really the, ah, fuck me kind of thing anymore. It's, but Kesha's doing that. Like, yeah. she threw a pair of gloves out in the audience, and she told the person that caught the glove, send me a photo with what you do with that. I don't care what you do with it, but I want to see what you do yeah. with it. And I was like, wow. Kesha is I never down even... for the he, she's, the they's, the them's. <laughs> The everything's in betweens, and you know what? If Kesha came up to us and she was like, "Hey," <laughs> I'd probably be like, "Hey." Yeah, no shit, man. But I mean, the fact but, that I never even saw Brett Michaels pull something like that. Like, yeah. "Hey, whack off in the glove and send me a photo Let of it." Let me see. Wow. Yeah. Like, but yeah. At the same time, like, I didn't think that Kesha was going to show up. I'm glad she did. But that was pretty wild. I needed that Kesha to show up. I didn't need... Well, the world needs that right now. Yeah, the world sense. needs Kesha right it now. Need, needs a potty. Yeah. And obviously, like, this was... Uh, getting back to the whole mask thing. Uh, this was... This is going to go down as the first show that I ever went to where it's like, let me see your papers. Mm-hmm. You know, are you wearing a mask? Do you have papers to prove you're vaccinated? Cool. Or Here a negative papers. test. Negative Or a negative test. And you know what? Cool. I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. This is a smaller venue. Southside is basically like a club. A bigger, a bigger room club. Only. And standing room, bigger club. So outside, there didn't seem to be much of a, you know, like rah-rah about it. Like everybody yeah, did their everybody thing and they went cool. in. And even anybody that got stopped at the door, where's your mask? I saw people go back to their car and get their mask. Yeah. And they didn't even seem like pissed off about it. Yeah. I saw people do it when we got up to the front too. Same thing happened. So it seemed to be all good. That being said, once they got in, it was kind of like shitty people took over. Yeah. And it, here's when, the cheat. Once you're inside, it's a wild west. Here's the cheat, yeah. like, And it's nothing that any venue could possibly be prepared for. Plus, most people can't be asked. These security people are probably not making a living wage. They probably do it for the gifts 
and the and the swag and all that stuff and just favor friend yeah. favor. Yeah, the I was theirs. Yeah, drink tickets. Yeah, I was theirs. So that that's the vibe I got out of this because here's the thing, man. You know the rules. Like if even if you go to a restaurant or any place that's mask mandated, what do they say? If you're drinking or eating, you don't have to wear your mask. Well, obviously, how else are you gonna do it unless you have a tube? So that being said, the the bit is now is that you buy one or two beers and you just nurse them the whole night. That way you never have to wear a mask. As long as you're holding a beer, you can do whatever the fuck I'm you want. Drinking. Yeah, it's like and clearly I saw there was the woman that was to the right of me, one beer the whole night and no like it's like come on. Yeah, I know what you're doing. Which would have been fine had she not been a fucking chatty Cathy the oh. entire time. Plus her voice was annoying. Yeah, there was there was a lot of people singing along and I was like Singing along is fine. Yes. Singing along is fine. Singing off key yeah. is fine. If you're holding a conversation during yeah. a concert, you I need to get the fuck away yeah. from me. I like I'm not if, gonna I'm If not the gonna... conversation isn't just you hitting the person that you're with going, I like this song. Yeah. Get the fuck away from me. I'm not even gonna talk about the Guns N' Roses show in detail here, but the row of dudes that were behind us were all just like talking the whole fucking night. They were drunk and they were talking the whole night and I couldn't say shit because they all look like Eddie Kingston. So it's like, what the fuck was I going to do? <laughs> I fucking hate that so much. Like, the time I was at the Black Sabbath show and the guy was tooth whistling the whole time. And I just wanted to blow my head off. Uh, the guy looked like Danny Trejo. What the fuck am I going to do about this? Nothing. You can't do anything. There's nothing to be done. So I'll take the slight chatty Cathy, I guess. I don't know. But once again, I had a good time. Yeah, overly sexualized. But the songs were cool. Hell, she even played the Pitbull song that she's on, and I didn't hate it. Because the vibe in the room was so good. And I guess she had me think then that I had a shot with her at some point down the road. Um, but it was all good. You know, I'm, I'm just... that That's kind of my olive branch for the dudes, but... You could do a lot worse than going to see Kesha is basically Kesha, what I'm getting at. Kesha's a fun time. Yeah. And we need some fun time in our life right now, so go see Kesha. I know we're going to play your favorite song of the night. Yes, and I don't think I've ever played this on the show, believe it or not. We've played a few songs by her here and there. I don't think we've played this one. And I was hoping to get this, and we did. Yeah, Joey driving to the show. If she plays this song, this is going on the show. I'm like, done. <laughs> That okay. I do remember. <laughs> Alright, so this is from the Rainbow album. I do know that offhand. Her comeback album, Post All the Craziness, and uh, that's putting it lightly. But there's some cool guest stars, like always, on a Kesha album. She actually, uh, the album before that, she had like Iggy Pop on it. Yeah. And somebody else I can't remember, but Iggy Pop is like the big draw for me. She's been on Alice's record before. Uh, Penn was like, she doesn't remember doing that song. There's no way. Because <laughs> it's like, she ain't going to play that song, Joey. <laughs> so we did not get What Baby Wants. But we did get this. Amidst the two really cool guest spots by the Eagles of Death Metal and Rainbow, one of the great bands of the last decade, the Dab Kings from Sharon Jones and the Dab Kings, they show up on the record and they cut this killer live track. And this is one of those instances where I have my moment, like when Flashdance happened back in the day or anything else, I'm like, I'm jealous of you ladies and your anthems. Like, sometimes y'all just have the best fucking anthems. We, okay, so in the last 50 years, we've gotten, like, four real cool fucking songs. Like, Respect, <laughs> Flashdance. It's Raining Men. <laughs> it's Raining Men. And Written then, by a man, by the way, and so was Respect. Of course it was. <laughs> uh, and then this Kesha song. But how much did we have to go through for these anthems? Okay. So, you know... She'll tell you right here. Here's Kesha with the Dab Kings and Woman. 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 Let's be serious. It's a real... (laughs) 
This is excuse okay, me. Okay, shut up. I buy my own things. I pay my own bills. These diamond rings, my automobiles, everything I got about it. Boys can't buy my love, buy my love, yeah. I do what I want. Yes. Say what you say. Hey. I work real hard every day. I'm a motherfucking woman. there you go hope you enjoyed that hope that surprised you that was woman by kesha with the dap kings that that that's a burner right there i gotta say that's hell of a message i can't believe that was a single what's the edit version what does she do in the edit i'm a woman <laughs> that's the song maybe that's right yeah wow they, i like uh she should have done the uh the at world's end edit are you familiar with that you know the cornetto trilogy the simon Pegg, edgar wright uh at world's end the third one yeah so the TV version, which exists for some reason, uh, they replace all the fuck words with the word funk. So everything is funk. Like, that's what she should have done. Like, everybody I mean, should do that from now on. I mean, she may have. Who knows? 
Or do the good place edit where it's fork. <laughs> fork. I like. Okay, but anyway, that being said, let's let's finish off the show with the best closer possible. The only possible closure you could do. No, not true. But this is one of the great live closers of all time. To this day, to this moment, probably this evening, it will be closing a show somewhere with probably the real deal, the original band behind it. But here's the weird thing. Okay. The other cool thing about the Green Day show, and we'll finish off with Green Day talk, is kind of an overly long intro, but it was fun. It harkens back to some of the other anthems of the, like the pop slash punk rock wave movement in the early 80s, late 70s into that. Uh, Some Ramones, some I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett, stuff you can clap along to, stuff you can sing along to. So it's like, hey, ho. Let's go. I love rock and roll. It's like a mashup of all yeah, these songs. We will, we will rock you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And they had the whole crowd singing. They played Bohemian Rhapsody in full on the PA before it comes out. That's how we got warmed up with that. Wow. Uh, so they did that whole thing with the punk rock pop stuff. And then halfway through the show, Billy Joe just gets up on the mic and goes, I want to rock and roll a night party every day. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's cute. And all of a sudden, Trey Cole starts going, doof, 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 doof. I was like, what the hell? Like, I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to get like 30 seconds of rock and roll a night. Because I've seen shows that do this. If and, you only play 30 seconds, you don't have to pay Gene and Paul. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so they start playing. I'm like, yeah, you know, like I was already standing up anyway. But now it's like big fist pound into the two and four and. It was I'm great. pounding on the one and three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like they get through the first verse and chorus and I'm just like, okay. And they just, oh, okay. Right, now but, what are you going to play? The rest of it. So they, they, halfway through the show, they just do a stadium rock, super faithful, super awesome version of Kisses Rock and Roll All Night. All the chills, all the fun, all the, I was smiling. I don't remember the last time I smiled that hard. It was great. It was just phenomenal. What? Or wedding day. Well, in the last two years, I can't remember the last time I smiled that much. We'll go with that. Okay. You know, some some cat moments, some moments yeah, with like you, some Rip- intimate moments. It was with like you. When, when Ripley jumped yeah. up next to you for the first time yeah. that first night. Yeah, stuff like that. But yeah, like you know, it just but musically, it was reflecting on you know, it, it was another one of those look what's happened over the last couple of years, and it's just nice that yeah. I can be. And here's the other thing. You know how many Kiss shows we've been to and I've just been to? All I've, of them. I've never been to a Kiss show that well attended. We're talking 45,000 plus at yeah. this place. Easy. Yeah. And I've never seen a crowd that big be played this song. And then, of course, they're all singing it because... Because everybody is, fucking knows it's it. It's the Rock and Roll it's, National Anthem. It's it is six really words. Is. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. So just to have that moment and... That really just, I mean, it sounds cliche, but it made it all worthwhile, and it was really cool. Like, that's a very nice moment. One of my favorite concert moments of all time, legit. And as luck would have it, kind of glad we waited to do this show now. Yeah. Because as of a couple of days ago. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for the delays. Thanks for the memory delays. Yes. So, yeah, Green Day drops a live version recorded pro from the hella mega tour as a nice little thank you for those who came out to the tour it's out there the video's cool it's a nice little like clip show of like being on the road and stuff like that and seeing him play it on stage 
I don't know how any fan of any genre of music cannot watch this video or hear this version and not be like, this is fun. This is what it's all about. So we're closing off with the goddamn Rock and Roll National Anthem as performed by Green Day just very recently on the Hello Mega Tour. How else could you close the show off, right? It's Rock and Roll All Night. Rock and Roll All Night and party every day! So that was 
It's all, all bets are off. All bets are off. All bets are off. All right. All right. There you go. Thanks, Ripley. You wanted the best. You got the best. And that was a great version. Green Day, somewhere in some stadium in some town, doing rock and roll all night. I like to think that that's our version, but who knows. Uh, it was great. It was just great to see. You could see the legitimate happiness throughout all the bands that played that day, especially on Hell Omega. But Billy Joe seemed like he was having a moment, and that was cool. And I just kept thinking, man, I hope they film that show. That show would make a hell of a Blu-ray, DVD, vinyl, CD release. Just do a box set and I'll fucking buy it. Yeah. Got a cat in my lap. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah listen no, listen for that on the outro. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a real good time. I'm finally... I'm glad concerts are finally back. I'm glad I'm going with you. I'm glad people aren't being just complete jerks. Um, so everybody just be safe out there and be cool and be kind and wash your hands and go go get a cat yeah cats are the best all right till then we'll see y'all in the next episode stay tuned once again and continuing on with my better half nola by the way nola thanks for coming on and doing the show with me anytime okay. uh, eventually <laughs> yes all right stay tuned for nola the plugs and the best damn outro song and all the podcasting business take it away nola Rip it. I got a good one early on. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, our new kittens Ruby and Ripley get a treat. We're on Twitter at RockStrikes10 and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock with Joey and the great Mark Streakle of Talking Metal and the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRusa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRusa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.
post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.